Are you sure it's recording this time? I think it's recording this time. We just did an hour. We just did at least an hour pause. of just talking about stuff because we're we're actually in the lobby of a hotel in Fort Morgan, aka the stinkiest town on the planet. <laughs> and Smelly. So we've been breathing that for an extra hour and talking, and we have our shooters from the class here because we're in the middle of a class. This is day two of training of the Mile High Detachment basic uh, precision rifle precision class. rifle class. Mike and, smoked. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm about done, but that's okay. I got a couple cups of coffee in me now, so I can talk for an extended amount of time. Uh, <laughs> we do have a few of our shooters here that are willing to talk to you guys and, and kind of give you a rundown on what's going on as far as the class is concerned and what their, their thought processes their thought and process, their insights, what they're shooting and what they're taking away from this course. So welcome to the everyday sniper. You got Frank from sniper's hide here and Mike from mile high shooting and the shooters in the class. So we're going to, we're going to go in and, and go over our weekend of what we're doing. Well, let's talk about day one, right? Quick day one, day one. So there was a lot of classroom, a lot of classroom. So we had about four to six hours worth of classroom stuff. So yeah. it was kind of break here, break here. We did a portion. Uh, the first thing that it just kind of started the day off and yeah. got everybody's juices flowing is we, we got two slides into the slide. Humbler. And then put them out on the line. And It says – so I do the safety brief and the next slide after the safety brief, which no one expects, says show me. Now everybody that's listening to this that's going to attend a class – now you guys can expect no. that. <laughs> yeah, show me. The On we've command. shown our hand now. Yes, we have. So th that's that's one of the things we do is I go do the fundamental eval, and these guys will talk to you about that uh, of of my face and butt in their mo in their face. So um, we'll we'll go we'll go in and discuss that. But uh, Mike's never seen my presentation before. So I want Mike to kind of talk about mm -hmm. some of the things that he noticed through the presentation, the PowerPoint. So one of my big takeaways from that is I, I listen to Frank talk about this stuff. Frank and I, you guys hear us talk about this stuff all the time. And it's nothing new to me. But the actual backstory to a lot of the things where you have the one guy that's in the United States from California to New York that can give you background on pretty much everything that's been happening with precision rifles since the turn of the century <laughs> and the background on the technology, the background on the people, the background on the fundamentals, the background on where the technology was developed, how it was developed, um, the, the backstory to stuff where you were, you know, you were called on this day at this time and you can recall all that information yeah. about who you talked to and why they did it like that mm -hmm. and what type I of I can't opinions. remember to hit the button right, but I can remember uh, yeah, what you, happened. Yeah, you like double tap the record button and we're sitting here talking for an hour. But, but I can remember the forgotten fundamental stuff that happened in 2002 <laughs> at 3 p.m. on a Saturday in regards to precision rifle shooting. So I relate that during the class. I will talk. You relate that during the class, but you actually you know the people behind the scenes that are making this stuff happen, that are bringing it to light and putting it out to these shooters. But you also know the history and the story behind it, yep. because chances are you were either on the ground when it happened, um, or you were consulted on it, or somebody gave you know you're. I got a call on. You got it, a right. phone. Yeah, you got a phone call or a text. Hey, Frank, I need. This is what's going on. This is what I think. What do you think? Or can you test this out for me? Right, right. 
So. so, no, I think, you know, I go into a lot of detail in the class, and I'll let the students that are here talk about that, but I go into as much detail as I can. The motivator and, is well, the why. I answer why. Yeah. Why am I telling you to do this this way? Why am I saying this in a certain, in a certain order? So I'm always bringing it back to my why. Why I want you're not want wants the wrong word this is actually kind of funny we got one of our camera guys messing around on the computer doing some stuff and all of the shooters who were interested in the conversation the first time around are now bored are now <laughs> bored because they're like well we've already heard this shit we're gonna watch what he's doing yeah yeah right so, so i'm gonna i'll just talk you know i'll pay attention when it's time for my turn to talk but uh, moving into the afternoon the uh the hurricane tornado hurricane came in. winds it was a sandstorm we had, we had a, we had a sandstorm inside our tent slash classroom and to the point where my like my computer I went home last night and, and we got a video crew here with the tactaholics guys and um they're filming everything so I was transferring some data over to a hard drive I went to make the folder and my laptop I was unable to type the name of the folder because my keys don't work that's how bad the sand was and we have this microfine sand out here yeah, it's a uh, step uh, up from baby powder. Yeah, it's a step. And four rifles went down in the sand today, just to give you an example of what happened with four this. Four out of nine. Yeah. Uh, went down. And, ma- and everybody's mags fouled. Everybody's cleaning the mags. Guys are talking about that, and they'll talk about it the more. The two pound triggers turned into 18, 18 pound triggers. <laughs> you said 16. I said 16 with Chris's. Yeah. I said, Chris, your two pound trigger is now 16. So, um,. Yeah, for darn sure, uh, it was the, the sandstorm came up. But we did get in some really good shooting. We, we had some BJ groups. Um, I, I took four off the board and gave them to them to bring home for the refrigerator. So, <laughs> wives, you're on standby. you got a job to do. Yeah. There were some HJ-worthy ones. There were some yeah, HJ-worthy ones. Th- there was definitely some worthy. Um, the no, Ruger we... RPR. Joe, Joe left. He, he, he had enough. But Joe's factory RPR... With factory Hornaday ammo, put them in one hole. And it's like everybody complains about them. And let me tell you something. They work. They are great to have in a class. I, they're, they're a known quantity to me. And I really enjoy having a Ruger RPR in the class. And he, we actually had to swap his scope out. Mm-hmm. And then he just continued to put him in one hole after that. It wasn't anything. It was just like the scope actually. I gave him a Vertex XTR. Yeah. So he was using a Vortex Gen, a Vortex 1, Gen razor. 1 razor. And His. he couldn't dial up. When we set the zero stop and got him all zeroed, he couldn't dial up. It was either galled on the inside or it was something a reverse. Something was off. He, he couldn't go in any direction. It was a reverse direction. rev or something he like that. He couldn't go in any direction with it. And, and so we ended up swapping it out to a Burris XTR2. And he's been having great luck. Yeah, with he's it. been banging away on that. So that's. But no after problem. we finished a hundred and we started doping out today, his scope wouldn't go past one point five four mil. And then we tried to play with it, and we reset it, and did it. We even pulled the manuals up. We did all this stuff, and we still couldn't get it. So. So back to day one, we had uh, we got a lot of background because we're in the lobby of this hotel. So, yeah, hang on. And we're not going to hit the pause button this, this time because we don't know if it'll actually get turned back on or not. So I'm just going to move a little bit closer. Um, going back to those groups, we saw groups go from two inches and then down to almost half inch. Mike's never seen a humbler before. This is the first time that this has ever been to him. Yeah, so I'm and sitting on the spotting he's on scope. on the spotting scope. And, and Frank and is walking down the line taking notes. And... I'm, I'm watching the fundamental fr- Frank. Yep. I'm watching everything you're doing. But he's not saying down. anything to you. He's just taking notes and then moving on to the next person. 
And I'm sitting on the spotting scope and I'm watching these impacts and I'm watching him and I'm watching the impacts and I'm going, yeah, I don't know how this is going to work out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing about it is. Because I'm telling him we're going to shoot people to 1,400 yards and he's like, not with these groups. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not particularly with these ones out in the plains of Colorado where the, the winds are known to kick up a little bit. Um, but it was, okay, show me what you can do. And then I will show you why you need to do it this way. Right. So again, a, the motivator of the why. Down to. Yeah, the motivator of the why. So. And uh, so, well, let's go in. We got Lex sitting here next to me. We're gonna jump him in. And and Lex so, is a good little, is a test bed. So, Lex, tell us your story. Um, the, your your background on precision rifle shooting. Talk about your rifle a little bit, and then let us know what you're getting out of the class. All right, well, I, I'm new to precision rifle uh, shooting. Uh, I bought my rifle in 2015 and uh, immediately took it apart, sent it to LRI, and been building it up. You went through the group buy and sniper Through the group buy. Yep. Uh, just to get a few little things done, and one thing led to another, and next you know, the only thing that's Remington on my rifle is, is the action. Is the action. Uh, everything else has been swapped out. But uh, prior to yesterday, I, I've never shot... Uh, more than a uh, hundred yards, and I've and only, I'm only Lex on. is shooting a 300 wind mag, and he's never shot it past the hundred. And uh, I've I've I'm only you know 150 rounds uh, into that rifle or well, you any were bolt before you came here. Yeah, before I came here in any bolt rifle, it's my first bolt rifle, uh, first time shooting through a scope, and uh, you know I spent all this money on this rifle, and I thought you know well you know I I got this really kick ass rifle and. You know, I've done the training on, on the sniper's hide, and, and, and you know, I, I read the forms, and that's how I built my rifle. And I thought, oh, I'll go out and I'll, I'll shoot. I've been shooting all my life. How, how hard could it be? And, man, those those, those groups were, were pretty sad, you know. Um, like I said. <laughs> he said he you know, had five one-shot groups. Yeah, yeah. They, they individuals. Were, <laughs> they, they were, yeah, they were all individuals. And uh, once I saw that and, you know, it didn't get better after 150 rounds, I was like, I, I need to take a class learn and, how to use this tool yeah exactly so uh i'm uh i'm pretty stoked i mean you know today we went out to a thousand and uh Lex went three for three three for three yeah it's yeah. it's pretty amazing I, I mean that was really pretty much my goal right there you know and and getting an understanding of how to use my rifle um and you guys just really driving home on the body positioning um, you know, talking about it, reading about it online is one thing, but when someone's there actually physically moving you and and fixing your 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 issues to and telling you not only why, but this, you know, showing you, hey, you move your body this way, yeah, cause and, and you, you see an immediate change. I mean, that's uh, it's been worth it, right so there. So, would you, would you say coming into this course? Sorry, I'm getting stuffy. Um, coming into this course, it's okay. I want to learn this, or is there something that you're taking away from it? Like, just in this is we're done with day two. Have we answered questions for you where you're just like, okay, I want to take this away from the course, I want to bring this home, and I want to practice this because this, as we all know, is a perishable skill. This is a perishable skill set, no matter how you look at it. If you're always shooting in indoor at 100 yards. And then you try to translate that to 1,500 yards, it may not work so well. 
because there's a lot of good bad shooters out there, right? Yeah. Um, but is there something here where you were like, okay, that really hit home for me. This is what I need to do, and I'm going to remember to do this from now on. Oh, yeah, just the, the body positioning. I saw an immediate change, and, and the trigger control, the follow-through has been everything. And um, today, you know, we we, we checked our, our zero, and my shots, you know, they were all touching. Now, you know, now, you, now yards, you have confidence. You know? You have consistency. Exactly. And you have accuracy and precision. Exactly. You're repeatable. That was a goal on the objective. It is. It is. And and now I know what I need to do to attain those those goals and I know what, what it's gonna take to, to maintain it or, or to keep striving for it. I mean I'm nowhere near uh, uh where I wanna be still, but uh I'm it's time, it's better. practice. Yeah. But you know, one of the things uh, I've noticed too is not only you telling us the why, but you have a really good way of explaining it and in a way to where we can relate, or at least I can relate and I can understand it um, more put so. Put it into action. Exactly, exactly. And that right in itself uh, helps a lot as well. And it's not just the shooting. I mean, teaching me how to properly use that Kestrel. Uh, we yeah, talked we about the data it. books. You know, as well, and and now you know I understand how to work that Kestrel a lot better than I did before, and and then even yeah, because you came in the shop the day before. Yeah, I just opened up the box. Yeah, you just opened up the box, and we started messing you know, with it. I took you yeah. outside and we started playing with it a little. Yeah, bit. when I pulled up at four, yeah. you guys were outside yeah. playing with the Kestrel. I mean, I played with it once before, and I watched a bunch of video YouTube videos online, and. Uh, it's just, you know, there's a lot of holes and gaps in, in those videos and you were able to explain It's, it it's so menu-driven that you can dig down yeah. and you don't realize how deep you can go into it. Exactly. So, yeah, for sure, man. They can be tricky. We, I caught one today where somebody was trying to use true MOA wind with mill elevation yeah. on a mill-mill scope. Yeah. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense because you, your hold should not be 1.735 at 300 yards. In mills. Yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't sound right. So, I mean, there is some, some tricks of the trade when it comes to that. But actually digging into the system and understanding it um, is going to, you know, help you out and improve your shooting because then you go, okay, well, I can almost memorize some of this stuff. But I have it as a backup, too. So, so tactical dill hole. <laughs> Speak to us. Tell, um, tell us what you think, man. You've been on the hide a long time and an active participant. Yeah, like yeah. Lex has been a lurker, but you're an active guy. I try, who, I try to participate because if I don't, if you, for me, I, I like to. You, you know me. Like you know me online, anything, and now you see anything. me. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> As if I can't post anything, I can't sell anything. No, I, I've never sold anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. No, he's no, he's <laughs> in a lot. He participates <laughs> a lot. I'm a gear whore. I don't yeah. sell anything. Yeah, I have, that's like me. I, yeah. I hoard it. I keep. You see my car? I hoard it. Um. Yeah, I'm out here shooting a factory Ruger as well, factory trigger. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's customized in a lot of other ways, but it's factory barrel, factory trigger. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I have good data on it. I mean, I understand the Yeah, ballistics. gathering dope, You, I mean, we, we mentioned this when I was on pause, but <laughs> gathering dope, I mean, he was a hammer. We, we had, it was just spot on with so much of it going out, and, and you were really money when that. Now, we had made adjustments in your data because I loaned you a suppressor. Right. And so there was some adjustment there because he went from unsuppressed data to suppressed now, and we trued him up going out the distance with a suppressor. So that matters. 
And, and uh, for, uh, you did fantastic with it. For me, coming out here was all about the fundamentals, just having yeah. someone looking over me. <laughs> we'll talk about the humbler this morning uh, or yeah. yesterday morning. Like you said, show me. First thing I do, first shot, Frank's taking notes. I'm like, son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> He's writing. Like, why is that yeah, pen moving? Why is he writing? What did I do? And then I realized after the second shot that I was tapping the trigger. And then you know, after that, it's in your mind. And then you start to overthink it too. You can almost start overthinking it. And then you're focused on well, that no, one thing. Then you start to fidget. You're like, well, now I need to get everything yeah. back in Well, yeah, it's that one thing. Order. And then, then four other things fall apart on you. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's, what, that's what I appreciated about coming out here is – I felt better at by the end of the day today. You know, it's like there's there's a you've got to develop patterns and, and repetitive processes. I mean, mm-hmm. even in my job, I have flows and everything I do. So it's like change a checklist, di- right? Change distance, check parallax. Okay, am I lined up? Okay, I got to move, I got to wiggle, whatever. You know, and, and just check in to make sure that I'm doing everything the same every single time, and slowing down, and then you know, making the shot when it counts. Yeah. No, you guys, you guys, I, I, I was really happy with what with, with you guys are doing with the class and you seem to absorb the information really well and, and you put that in, information into practical application. So, you know, like when Mike's eyes get big at the, during the humbler at your, at your groups at 100 in the beginning, you know, and the end of the day on the first day, we're peeling them off so you can put them on the refrigerator to get that BJ at the, you know, by the end of the night. So, yeah. I, def- I definitely learned a lot about my my equipment though, um, being out here and, yeah. and realizing like you know what? I like my scope. I'm not going to name brands or whatever, but um, I think uh, I've it, realized- it let you down a few times, but not in a bad way. Like, not in it a didn't bad break, way. but it, it was it was a you you realized its shortcomings. It definitely, I think my my scope I think would be great for um, a 308. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm going to take it home. I'm going to put it on a Remington 700 I have sitting around. Yeah. And it'll be a good good train-up rifle, good rifle to let my buddy shoot. And, you know, I'm going to... And it's a common one. It's it's not a bad scope, I mean, in, in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like I said, you, I did notice you realize, like, light bulbs were going off throughout the two days. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, well, wait a minute. This shouldn't be doing it like this. Yeah. Yeah. So or, how, how many times have you been out to the range with that particular rifle prior to this course? I've got about 800 rounds down that rifle. Okay. And in that 800 rounds, what what were you thinking when you were like, okay, I need to take a class? Because 800 rounds seems like a lot of rounds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the decision point at that point? Did well, you the, just... the decision point was just finding the right person to, to go get instruction from. You know, because there's a lot of guys out there. And I, I've taken classes in carbine and handgun. Um, but there, everyone out there is teaching a class, like you know. Mm-hmm. Any, I can do yeah, this. Yeah, top. I top twenty to PRS match. Yeah, now exactly. I'm an instructor. So now it's just a matter of a matter of finding the right guy. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Who, 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 <laughs> would, who wouldn't want to take a, a class with Frank Galley? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's for me. It's a it's an honor to come out here and take a class like this. You know, and then I get to meet some good guys. And I met Mike, and you know, put a name behind a face or a, a face behind a voice, and yeah, you know, something like that. Something like that. So. That's really what I mean. It was a big, big adventure. We've been having a lot of fun, man. Yeah, we, had, like, we, we, did the, we did the entire Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie. Um, you know, including we had a the, lovely tea party. Yes, yeah. the lo- ooh, what a lovely tea party. Including the man, a lot of tea party, including the mangina dance. Yeah. We but play it for you, but we get a copyright infringement. But it's no easy feat coming out here from North Carolina. You know? No, so it was a no, need it, right, from North Carolina. Yeah, so you're, you're traveling a long way, so... Do you think that traveling this far to take this course 
was worth your time and effort. Absolutely, but next time I'll drive so I can bring all my stuff. There you go. Because I hated to have to make decisions about it. Do I need this? Do I not need this? Because I got to thin my my bag load out a little bit, you know. That that's definitely a consideration. So but travel, here's it: you travel course bag and then your right. range bag. Basically. We we coordinated ahead of time so you can have the suppressor. Yep. He told me what suppressor brake he had, and I said, "Well, I got that." You know, I have a friggin' suppressor shop at my house, and and you know something like that. It's not his can, but it's a can, and I think that matters. You know, so. Um, yeah, I wasn't the one on the line making everyone deaf and yeah. blast them dirt in their face. <laughs> Two of them. You're, you're, again, you're yeah. you're on each side of them. Yeah. And one guy making Frank deaf. Oh my god, <laughs> that hit me. That hit me. I had like, is is that a mad scientist or is that a, no, that's a little, little bastard? bastard. That little bastard got me like full blown. I, you know what? Too. Straight I just up. put a, like I took another student and I and I donated another suppressor to, and I'm like cool he's suppressed and then the next thing you know <laughs> Chris boom it was like a cup in the ear I was like ah! and it's my good ear was it was my good ear it was so Frank, Frank doesn't ear. run very often but he walks with a purpose yeah he was walking with a purpose away from that little bastard I heard a few oh, I went I got muffs I heard f bombs on the way out too. fuck fuck fuck, fuck. <laughs> It's like, I just come from the VA, I'm deaf in one ear. <laughs> he got my good ear. <laughs> He's yelling at me at the truck. I got my ears on. I'm like, yeah, 100 feet away. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so, Chris. Yes. <laughs> tell us about your your experience. Tell us your story. Chris is from my San story. Francisco, the poo capital of the world. It, it he is, is in fact king the shit of Turd Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is, in wow. fact, the uh, poo capital of the world. Um or shit on the streets in Delhi. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my journey, uh, got interested in precision rifle. Actually, we're going to get Chris a little louder for you. Hang on a minute. There you go. Now you're good. But now we got him on the chair. You're good. So, built a 308 AR. Yep. Started shooting it. Didn't like the groups. Didn't know what was going on. Said, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a I'm going to I'm going to build a good good bolt rifle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to load my own ammo. Got a background in science. I, you know, I I can I can load ammo. I know how to use measuring things. I know you're a smart guy. I know physics. Yep. Um, I want to precision take, rifle guys are smart guys. Yeah. I want to take hands down every question about what's going wrong on the target that could that, that is anything other than me out of the picture and then when that's all done now i know what's left is me me right but, right so it's a good you know, plan i've got i've got a bighorn tl3 on an xlr chassis with a shilling barrel shillings are good barrels i have one of those yeah. in my precision with AR. a apa little bastard mm-hmm. you know <laughs> razor amg <laughs> scope <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an AMG fan. I'm glad you were here with an AMG. Yeah, yeah, and um, I actually took the I took the uh, Razor Gen Two off that rifle and put the AMG on it. Nice. Because um, because I'm I'm putting the the, AM, the Gen Two on another rifle. But I was like, okay, so now you know, watching the videos, watch Thomas Hoagland's videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Thomas. Yeah, I, I it's so cool. He never talks. It's not right because he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's 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 um, shy about that part of it. But you know, he talks to his dog in English. If you watch the ones where he's hunting, he actually speaks to his dog in English. Nice. It's the weirdest thing. But I actually bought his video 
I was, I was the in, Vimeos, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, my mother lives in France. I, I spend every Christmas in, in, in Paris. It's one of the duties of my marriage. It's really a burden. But um, so I'm sitting there with jet lag, three o'clock in the morning, watching the Thomas Hogan things, and I'm like looking it's around. Hogland. <laughs> Hogland. Yeah. So um, and it's Hawkan. 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 How can? How can? How can? So, so um, then you know, video's over. I'm still can't go back to sleep. It's like. 4.45 in the morning. I'm like, okay, where's the training? You know, go, go look at the training section, Sniper's Hide. And I see Dorothy's post. You guys are doing a training. Yep. And I was like, oh, I'm on it. I think that second. Was the catalyst. Uh, that second, I went over, like pulled out my credit card from Paris and just <laughs> pounded it in there and said, okay, I'm done. This is this. Because I had been looking for someone to train with. I'd looked at all kinds of different stuff. There's a bunch of guys down in, uh, in Phoenix, close to where my parents have a place that they, they spend the winter. But I was like, no, you know, I'd already, I, I was already a hide training member. I was like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And it's been great, man. I mean, you, you got out to a thousand with the Prime One Seventy Fives. Got out to fourteen forty. Yeah, with you. The, and, and this is so you're using a three hundred eight. I'm right. using a three hundred eight. He's shooting a three hundred eight. And I'm, I'm shooting a three hundred eight because I, I've got a six five barrel for it that's going on it for the team for the team challenge. challenge. But I wanted to keep the 308 on it through the training. Yes. Because, you know, I listened to the podcast and, and I and it really made sense to me. It's like you get a bullet that's a pig in the wind. That's we what were, Hogan calls we were it. Pigs. Speaking right. to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, I mean in his in his movie he was telling people, yeah, three oh eight's a pig in the wind. You know, use a bullet that's a pig in the wind, you're gonna learn the wind. Yeah. You're and we had the wind. We yeah. had wind this weekend. <laughs> we had eighteen eighteen twenties, twenty-seven. Do you remember yeah. any of your wind holes? Oh when you were out to distance? Oh, you know when I was going way out the distance, the wind was was lower. It was like it, yeah, it was, we like, had, it was we had, like a mil left. Yeah, but you were yeah. still up there in the in the two to threes, right? In yeah. up to eight and nine. What would you use for eight hundred? At least almost two, one point five. That's right. It was one point five, and it and then oh, but yeah, when we went really far, I had the I had the right flat lines. I had the flat Chris, lines, yeah. Chris did a thing that I'd mentioned. We went out to a thousand. He had prime one seventy five. When. We got past a thousand. Chris was on my side of the the squad today, and when we went past the thousand with him, he switched to the Warner Tool one sixty. One sixty. He did a quick conf- confirmation at a hundred. It was the same zero. It was the same zero. Same zero. Same yeah. zero of his prime one seventy fives. Then, but we did a quick confirmation. You yeah. did it. You said, "Hey, I'm going to confirm." Don't expect that to happen every single. No. Time. Yeah. No. I, I was surprised because when I went from the um, from the. The Lapua, like I used to have Lapua 175 Senior L's mm-hmm. as my as my base as, as load, my right? base load, and the, I'm a Lapua fan. Yeah, and the the Warner uh, the Warner 160s were like 1.44 higher yeah. than the than than the Lapuas. Yeah. And so he he did a quick confirmation at 100, and then we went straight to 14, or did we go to one of four, it was 11 four, first? Did no, we, we do went 11? straight straight to 14. We went straight to 1440 with Chris with the 140s just to yeah. check it. And our 160s, rather, and um, 1440 with the 160s in the wind, and he, yeah. you got on pretty quick. It well, was I mean, like fourth round, I think you were on it, yeah. in, in some pretty hefty wind. It was decent, and, and that's a 308 where you're looking at a 308 yeah. sweet spot, like a sweet spot when you're at like there's uh, ocean level is like six to eight hundred. Yeah, six to eight hundred at ocean level. Yeah, I mean, and that's all I'd get at my my um my home range is in Tomales, California. Yeah, it's basically. You know, it's like a, sometimes I get a negative DA there. Yeah. You know, so. No, so it worked out really well for him and he got on 
and 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 that worked out in the wind. And he did he did exactly what we talked about. But I mean, he he was he was on all all weekend so far. You've been you've had really good data. We didn't struggle at all with the three hundred eights or anything. You didn't? Did you feel handicapped? Put it that way. I felt handicapped with the with the prime one seventy fives for the for the KYL. Okay. Yeah, but I, that was I, like twenty four mile an hour. Yeah, wind. that was that, that was that wind was was crazy. Yeah, we were we were at yeah. twenty four miles an hour, and it got yeah. it got a little. We were doing a KYL, and um, there was a lot of dialing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know what? Talk about the uh, the because Lex and all talk about the xylophone. Oh the yeah, wind target. We yeah, had a xylophone was fun. So the, it's basically it's it's five five. Plates, plates, except they're they're long skinny rectangles. It looks just like a xylophone, except it's hanging yep. from a pipe, and it's white in the middle and red and blue on the sides. Right. Or it's actually white in the middle, then blue, then red on the outside. Right. And so basically, you aim for the white, and you, you got to do your wind call because it, they're only two tenths wide. They're two tenths wide. They're almost exactly two tenths wide. Yep. And so you basically. You Which was it? dumb luck that I put it that far that they were too tense, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Six seventy five. So, yeah, and so basically you just you shoot at it, and then wherever your bullet, whether your bullet hits, that's your wind call. You can just look at it. It's like boom. Okay, I was aiming it. I was aiming at this one. That one's the one that hit. Okay, that's four tenths, and that's what I had. I, I held four tenths on the. On and, the I, and I then I did hit the confirmation target the first time. Yep. Yep. So, so what the way we, we set that up is you have your wind target and your wind target as you look at the range as we were looking at the range all day yesterday and today or part of the day yesterday and all day today is that it's straight down in line with all of the targets that we have so you don't have to move your position to get onto the wind target now we have a confirmation target that is the same distance out that's about a hundred yards to the left of that yeah wind it's target. about a 25 30 degree angle off of the wind target. So what we're forcing these guys to do is we're forcing them to change their position, get back on target with enough time to make the same wind call and impact yeah, the target. Before the, before the wind moves again. Before yeah. the wind changes. Yeah. Before the wind. Now talk about you, because you mentioned yeah. this in, the, in our paused cast. Yeah. Our paused so, cast. So I had, basically I had the rubber feet on my unnamed bipod and, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, uh, I was... Not liking how it was digging in, I you know I kind of like a little bit more pushback, right? You know, so, so you switched. So I switched over to the spike feet, but then when you had to go that twenty five degrees from the from the xylophone over to the confirmation target, I was fighting those spikes in the bipod. So if you're gonna have to like move around a lot, you got to lift the rifle out of the dirt and gotta, then move it over yeah, by manually. Right, right, you can't transition. It. Yeah, and so like if we do something like that tomorrow, I'm putting the rubber feet back on. Okay. So there you go. So that's a good safety tip for guys to understand that if you're transitioning to a certain degree, that depending on the ground you're in and how those spikes are dug in, that could be a hindrance to you. I may switch to the Atlas with the with the you know basically the claws. What is it? The, the claws. It looks like claws. The, the claws. Yeah. They look like something that goes on the feet of some alien spaceship. Yes, they're an alien pod <laughs> spaceship. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the time traveling Chinese. Gave that idea to Casey, okay, and then Casey it. put them into because that's Excellent. how they that's how they land. They have a wide base that comes out of the bottom of the alien spaceship, and that's how they land with those claws. Got it. And if you notice, they're not very deep no. because they when they come to a new planet, they don't really know what the composition <laughs> exactly. of the ground is going to yeah, be. Exactly. Yeah. So it's important that you you understand. It's, it's for weight displacement. Weight displacement. So yeah, I think I'll try those tomorrow. Yep. So there you go. So that was a good one. So now we want to get in Jeremy. Even though Jeremy spells his name wrong, 
Yeah, but after that last conversation, now I understand why marijuana is legal in the state. <laughs> it's Jeez. right down the road. We can go get oh some. God. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably open at midnight. So, awesome. Jeremy, yeah. tell us about your experience over the last two days. Humbling. 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 Yeah, it was definitely humbling. You know, I've, I've, I've shot for uh, a few years now. Really, not anything, uh, never anything over 300. Um, that's been the extent of it. I've, you know, I've gotten to be pretty consistent, pretty good, but most of it's from a bench. Mm -hmm. um, one, two, and three. So coming out here, you know, I was definitely looking forward to a chance to to stretch it out and kind of see see what it's like at five or six hundred. Because when you shoot 300, 500, and 600 is like long. You know, twice as far. Fierce. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, crazy, it's crazy how math works. Yes. You know, but it's like you know that's that's kind of crazy, and it was. You know, it was pretty fun when we, you know, after we, we went out there to 1,000, when we came back at 600, it's like, oh, this is 600. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it builds shot. confidence. Yeah, yeah. These, things, these, things are, these, no these are big targets now. What the, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, we got small all, yeah. ones out there when the wind dies. It's all in context, play. you know. It's, Wait till the wind goes down tomorrow because the wind will be down. We have small targets for you. Yeah. You know, you know in the conversation earlier about 308 being, you know, kind of the dog in the wind and you learn to win, every bullet's a dog in this wind. I mean, do you, yeah, when have, do you guys have wind like this back home? Uh, yeah, yeah, we got wind like this, but we got cold weather too. Right. Um, so I'm used to shooting at 830, 840 feet with minus five, minus yeah, ten. Yeah. Um, but the range where I shoot at, it's it, it's basically like submerged. So it doesn't matter which direction the wind's coming from because it just swirls down there. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, it's, my range is below grade two. Yeah, yeah. it's it's basically completely and utterly unpredictable. Here, you know, you could start to to figure out what the wind calls were, but you know, my big takeaway was whatever I thought the wind was was twice as much. Okay. Every time. Yep. And we have flags um, everywhere. We have flags. You know, I'm looking at the flags, yep. and I'm looking I'm looking at my kestrel, and I mean, it, this is how crazy that it wasn't just the wind, but that dust. I actually couldn't close the lid of my Kestrel to go and cover up. It, yeah. it, I'd flick it and just stop. Well, that's what killed. We, we had like a bunch of triggers went down from the dust. Everybody's got rounds in here or, yeah. or whatever, the, the lighter fluid. Everybody went to the store today to get lighter fluid, including me. I had to go get lighter fluid. I didn't. Yeah. I, you I, didn't. You I, were on I, the end, which was in a good spot. But tell everybody, I, you built your rifle too. I did. Which I is did. very I, impressive. I, it was a hammer. Yeah. I I, uh, I built my rifle and, you know, that, you know, I started like you with machined it. it. Well, no. I mean, I okay. You, you know, put it together. You're I put like, all the okay, pieces together. Is, yeah, okay. I figured that counts for something. It's like Legos. No, right? that's good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just no, didn't want to be, confuse anybody. I was like, yeah. okay. And you're shooting six five, What's going on? Well, what you six I, five forty seven. Yeah, I did see at a Holiday and Express a couple days ago. So you know, it's just what I did. <laughs> you're basically uh, a gunsmith now. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, basically. yeah. Just I mean, just like it. Um, we'll start a website with Mark. Right. Right. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So so the yeah the trigger. You know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people have seen these. These are these Bix and Andy tax boards. Yes. yes. Um, you yeah. had no dirt in it. It was nothing. Good. I, I I came back to the hotel. There's a good plug, Bix and there's, Andy tax there's, board. There's dirt and everything, and I open up the trigger, and there's nothing in there. I mean, the thing was still bone dry, and, nice. and it, you know, I know the the joke about going the two pound trigger becoming a sixteen, and mm -hmm. mine just yeah, felt. Yeah, Chris's Chris's did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it felt good. My magazine. I think I think every one of us had our magazines go down. Yeah, the yeah. magazines um, went magazines down. My my um my a a X mags nice. didn't go down, but there was um Brad's did. Brad's, well, uh, Brad was using his left-handed AX, mm -hmm. so the wind was coming from the eight o'clock and nine yes, o'clock right into his oh. chamber, right into the gun. Yes, because so he was a lefty. Gun, he that was, was the wind. He was having all kinds of problems, but you know, it lasted a lot longer than I thought it would because I was mm -hmm. watching it from the beginning. I, when I, Anytime you stood up, 
stomped your foot on the ground, dust came up, and it went straight into his freaking chamber. Yeah. Every yeah. single time. And, and I yeah, just that's... pulled the boar snake through, and he got up and running again, but then the trigger died, and we had a Ronson, and nobody had Ronson on the line, but now we all have Ronson. Yeah. Actually, yeah. what I learned today was just lift the bolt up, don't pull it back. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, because, yeah. Unlock said, it. You said bolt up means safe, but at, at my range, it's it's bolt open. Things, well, it's muzzle up, action open. Yeah, right. Right. I mean right. muzzle up, action open, muzzle up, bolt, action bolt, open. So, we're just for safety. We're just bolt up. Well, yeah, I don't go the mechanical so, safety. I want yeah. you to raise the bolt. And so tomorrow, I mean, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be as much wind tomorrow, but that's a, it's a good tip. I mean, if there's a lot of wind out, just pull the bolt up. Yeah. If, if your range will let you do that. Yep. Yeah, there because, you go. So cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So held up well. I, you know, I, I've got. Um, uh, three ARC mags and I had to had to strip those down, dust them out. Once I cleaned them up, they were good. But I basically had to stuff them in pockets. Yeah. And in line on the lane with three ten round magazines in my chest pockets is like stepping on Legos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's not that much more fun, but it held up all and then and, and tell everybody about you going out to fourteen forty because we had an opportunity well, did we to talk you... about the gun yet. Oh what? let me yeah. okay so yeah, so yeah so so um, it's hard. It's hard right now because we've already talked about all this. Yeah, we stuff. already we had a so great first take. Yeah, but and now we're just trying to go back. Yeah, yeah, we sounded much cooler, but the yeah. but the recorder was off. Yeah, now we actually had two more so beers. So now in it's us hard too. to remember yeah. what we actually yeah. talked about and trying to recreate these jokes to make you guys laugh is just not working out nope. for us. Wah, yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. Well, as bone. always, it was like I was funny earlier. Yeah, you know the six o'clock show was much more funny than yeah. the five o'clock show. But yeah, yeah whatever. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm running a, a Mousley Field action. Um, which I uh, yeah you, I, I got a couple of years. I love the thing. Yeah, it's I good mean, action. It's, it, it's it's great. I mean, with all that gunk and sand, I just I popped the bolt out a couple of times, rubbed it on my shirt, and uh, slid it right back in there. And, and, and the thing was just a rock star. A Bartland Barrel again. Yeah, um, Bartland's you know, rock star. I'm a big fan. Yeah, Cheeseheads. So they're yep. like thirty mi- thirty minutes down the road from my office. So they're they're great guys. I I had the last ones. Tracy's up. infectious, man. He's so fun. Have you ever yeah, met him? You, you you go down there and it's like, dude, I just wanted to kind of tell you what my specs are and it's like two hours later and they're just you know it's they're, they're, they're so happy to be there uh, and, and it's just awesome and then you're in manor stock and in a manor stock which uh you know i actually i, I was shooting it uh, uh earlier on in january it was like minus five and I, I i cracked the epoxy out nice and uh i couldn't figure it out but finally figured out that the epoxy had had, had uh let loose a little bit on the the chassis and i called those guys up and uh, they're like, sent it over. Three weeks later, I had it back. Um, Which model is it? Is it you know, PRS it's the, or? It's it's the PR, yeah, it's the, it's the PRS. I think it's the PRS 2. So it doesn't Dude. have the hook. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got it because I had a... I thought the, it looked different. I was like, that's not a TA. No, no, because I had a T4 with a previous build. And it's got... Round, it, the forearm is, is kind of rounded. Mm-hmm. So when I, I... I use this really for hunting. So when I hunt, and if I jam it against the side of a tree, it rocks. Mm-hmm. So the PRS has it's got flat. perfectly oh, flat. flat side. So, you know, just jamming it against a tree when you're deer hunting, is it's awesome. It's a rock-style platform. Um, so, yeah, that thing is is uh, has definitely worked out well. But, yeah, this afternoon, we got a chance to go to 1440. Mm-hmm. And the winds were 18 to 22. So with the 6547 Lapua, I was dialed up to 16 mil. And I was I've got an MSR reticle and I had to hold 5.2 mil of wind. So if you nice. look at an MSR reticle, that literally meant that the heavy black bar was actually completely blocking out the IPSC target. Yeah. The the left side of that bar was covering so the left side of the target. You were holding, you weren't dialing. I was I was holding the wind, okay. I dialed 5. the elevation. 5.2 hold. 
hold in a five mil scope. That's yeah. a big hold, dude. It was a big freak. Well, that's what I'm like. But he do got I three do out this? of five. That's he was yeah. I, I hit the first one at five two. I, I did this the same one the second shot right after. I missed it a little bit left. The wind was slowly. I mean, talking like a mile and a half, two miles an hour. It slowed down. I was off target. I dropped it back two mil. Yep. I, I again, I, I held at like uh, five, so it was right center. The, the ebb and hit flow, it. even even on the, and the short side, was enough to have you miss. Yeah, I mean, I, I came back and I looked at the calculator. Two mile an hour dip in in wind velocity in those conditions was the difference between hit or miss. It was it was crazy. In, in an eighteen to twenty four, you're not getting two miles an hour. You're right. not you're not you're not resolving that detail. No, no. So, and so, you know, and the big takeaway too for me is you know, I, every time I shoot that thing, if I'm at the range, I'm dialed. It, it's a three to twenty. I'm dialed to twenty. When I hunt, I dial it back to six or eight. And you know, I was thinking I was going to shoot steel at twenty. And and when you guys said dial it back to twelve to sixteen, I did most of the shooting today at twelve. Yeah. And I just I like I felt like I didn't I didn't get worried about any little bit of wobble. I could really focus on the wind. Cause, uh, yeah. Didn't help that much, but hey, you right. know, I could at least focus <laughs> no. But you on were you were hammering better. you when you doped out. You were doing really well. Like you, Mike had mentioned that your data was spot on. Your data yeah. was spot on. So to a point. When we were first doing our initial dope for the day, it was, I need to add on the front end and then maybe take away on the back end. But there was a point where both of those like waves met each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then, was, it, and then you were like, okay, I found the point where it lines up. What am I going to do now? So you started to actually, you know, you, you clicked in and started using your brain and going, okay, this is what I need to do on the low end. This is what I need to do on the high end. And there's stuff that you can do to kind of, you know, true that stuff up. But you were making the good calls, so making that elevation call of the data of previous engagement and going, okay, this is what I need to do to combat this wind now. And then the yep. elevation was totally taken out of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, that definitely and, helped. And just, you know, to clarify a little, we reckon, like, if you, if you had a 25-power scope, we had no drama with you shooting paper at 25. But when we went to steel, we recommended everybody to go between 18 to 12. It's yeah, basically it, it, what we said, and it made a world of difference. You know, the the parallax became much less of an issue. Yeah, everything the, clear the, picture with the vibration, the wind, the whole thing. It right. was a better way of doing it. Yeah, you just got a better chance even just to see where the mirage is going, and you then know, finding the target. Oh yeah, which target? Because there's hundred pieces of steel out there. Right. Well, which, half the times I don't think you guys do a target we're supposed to shoot at, so that probably didn't help. No, no, we don't. We're just like shoot that one over yeah, there. Yeah, that white thing out there. Yeah, the white one. You see that blob? Yeah. Engage. <laughs> the red stripe. I'm just, I'm just giving No, yeah. not the red stripe in the middle, yeah. the red stripe at the bottom. <laughs> Somebody was asking me earlier, and, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of our camera guys. He was like, yeah, when you're calling wind, what are you doing? I was like, actually, you know what I'm doing? I'm standing there. And my hands are propped on the tripod. Both my eyes are closed. I hear the gunshot, and I wait to hear a ding. If I hear a ding, I call an impact. But other than that, I say, did you see that? <laughs> and then they go, yeah. And I go, cool, make the correction. Fix it. <laughs> I really don't do that, but that's what I was telling them. And they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. He, Close your eyes. He's, wink, he's winking right yeah. now. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's winking. Yeah. Or just, just, I don't do that. Because every answer today was add two tenths, take away two tenths. We were all two like, tenths. Everything was always two tenths. And so it was. I was just I'm holding just, left edge the whole time. Yeah, yeah, left edge whole time. Actually, I was holding left edge a lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah, even even after I dialed it in because the wind was moving around so much, I held left edge a lot. And left was, edge, left edge. It was edge. a left to right wind, and it was like, it was like. It was eight o'clock. Well, 
Well, no, it became full width. It yeah, it became full value yeah, later yeah. in the afternoon, but like, most of the like early ones were eight o'clock. Yeah, I, I had it as I had it as two fifty degrees from shooting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the range goes to two ninety, is where the, our direction of fire is about two ninety. Yeah, I, I mean two fifty from, from, from the wind from, from, my, from, center. from my azimuth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is seven to eight o'clock. So yeah, yeah. So just an F, just an FYI as well, um, guys who are going out and spotting and and, and pulling that position. It's kind of a critical position and it can get frustrating at times and you need to understand that the shooter is trying to shoot and they're trying to walk through the the fundamentals and when you give them a wind call that wind call is probably going to change so you need to kind of stay on top of them and keep them updated on what's going on so that you know you can make a good call because that's going to be your hit just like it's going to be their hit so it's more or less you know, they miss the target on the right-hand side. You measure that target for them, you measure that miss, you, and you measure where their actual reticle was, and you give them the wind call. Then you feel the wind come up, you start taking, you know, start taking that number down or adding numbers to it, one or the other, but you have to give them time to shoot. It's frustrating at times because, for me, I'm a fairly fast shooter. So I give you a wind call, I expect a, you know, a bullet going down range in the next three seconds. But it's not always like that. So it's take your time. Don't get frustrated with the shooter. Let the shooter shoot. Give him a good call. Give him a baseline. But also, um, if you have multiple shooters, make sure you understand if they're running MOA, if they're running mill, and what caliber they're shooting. Because each one of those calls are going to be different. And you can base that next call off of what the previous shooter was doing. So that's that's yeah. my that's my spot. I mean, we tried to give some tips and tricks yeah. on. Hey, look at this. Watch this guy. Wait for this. You know that kind of stuff. Look what the dirt's doing. Look what the the, the changes. Listen to it. Use your senses. You know, you see what it's doing to the objects around you. You hear it in your ear protection when it gusts and ebbs and flows. And then you see you, you or you feel it too. You know, as yeah, far and occasionally as, grab a direction of wind with your kestrel and grab you know some miles per hour. And let the shooter know because they're doing a lot of stuff down there. And they're trying to, you know, either jam mags. They're trying to measure targets. They're trying to figure out, oh, do I need to be on this side? Do I need to be on this side? What's going on? How fast is the wind going? Now they got to cock their arm up into the air in a prone position or break their, you know, grip and, and, uh, and cheek weld off the gun. So, you know, be, be proactive on and that spotter. And just, just I'm, I'm doing some breaking news, man. Are you ready for breaking news? Yeah, I keep hearing your phone go off. My phone's going, going off. Breaking news. So Alaska just had its first tactical precision rifle style match. And Frank and Mark trainees swept the podium. What? First, second, third? We swept the podium, dude. That says a lot. That says a lot. We uh, Up at the, up at the uh, matches in uh, the competition in Alaska, first one, swept it. Training. Nice. Boom. Mark, hard to beat. Hard to beat, man. But what, but what he's not telling you is yeah, all of those shooters were Frank and Mark No, shooters. I asked that. I, I, I clarified. That's what I was texting. I said, how many non-Frank and Marks were shooting? And he's like, many. Yeah. So he, he, he actually, Mark actually says, he goes, I was stressing. He was stressing the match. I don't know. Is he what, out there coaching or No, he wasn't or? there. He usually, he shoots actually a lot of F-class, Mark does. He? Um, he's, he's a big, he, he, he top twos. F class up at the um, Air Force Base up there, I think has the Elmendorf? range. Yeah, I think that has the range. No, uh, J Bear. Yes, they have the range. Um, 
the, the F class matches. That's joint base, dude. Yeah. yeah. He um he does a lot of J Bear matches. So they had a, a PRS style event up in Alaska and we swept the podium. Nice. Money. So end of uh, end of day day of training two. We decided to throw on just kind of a little friendly competition. So Yeah, a little KYL and yeah, then a, so we threw uh, a KYL. Yep. And then that KYL turned into a shoot-off. A tiebreaker, three-way, tie, yeah, right? three-way tiebreaker. Um, and Rob is not here tonight, but Rob from day one has been putting some groups down on target. Yeah, he's a good shooter. His, his data's lined up. Like I'm like, why are you here? Like He's just nailing targets, no problem, with ease. In 24-mile-an-hour winds towards mm-hmm. the end of the day, he went, with the tiebreaker, went from 200, 300, 400, 500, and I think he went to engage 600. Yeah. And that's where that's where it fell miss, off. Yeah. yeah, his miss happened at 624. The other two in the tie, involved in the tiebreaker missed at the 200. Yeah. It was just right there, off the bat, gone. And that says well, a lot well, about how much... Did you shoot the much... little guy at 200? No, they all of them went for the big target. Okay. All of them went for the big target. They were like, okay, we, there's we, three targets. We there's... generally put a big, small... Yeah, tar- there's yeah. a two-inch target, there's a four-inch target, and then that... Uh, the, that that the 45 Ipsic. Yeah, the 45 Ipsic. So we're like, choose your target, whatever one you want to shoot at. They're like, uh, big one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Miss. <laughs> Next shooter. That sounds like me at Which 20. one do you want to shoot? Okay. Big target? Perfect. Miss and Rob, you win. <laughs> so I was one of those. Did you? Yep. I. You know what? I can't hit so the short stuff what was either. That short stuff, right? So you're shooting six five. Six five. Yep. Okay. So we're shooting at two hundred yards. I know it wasn't the stress of competition. No, I know I you wanted to do well, and you've been doing well all day. What was it that fell off? It was the wind. It was a wind call, um, so I, I had even point, at two hundred with a six five. But, but this was the end of the day, and we were we were sixteen to 20, 20 miles an hour constant. Yeah. And you've been getting and, pounded. And wait, but yeah. we're All talking day. eight mile an hour fluctuations. Yeah. So I, I had point four dialed on the scope, and I was holding left edge because I was thinking maybe point six might be the call at two hundred. And I waited, and I waited, and right right before I broke my shot, it died down. I didn't correct, and I mean, I. I watched the bullet go past. I mean, I I probably missed it by the width of. Well, the when we checked zero at the end of the day, it was point three. Everybody was off. Yep. Hundred yards. At point 100. three. Yep. Yep. Hundred yards. Yeah. Hundred yards. Point three. So if I if I if I had held if I had dialed point four and held point five, I would have hit it. I would have hit the left edge. And but I mean, I literally I watched it go right by, and it just was bum. I think, I said, I think were my, you like? <gasps> no, I think uh, my reaction was exactly said. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, man. We can wrap this. We're getting into our hour zone. So, are there our first take? And these guys, we've had long days, man. It's been stress. We have, man. What time is it? It's it's late, isn't it? Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Dude, we're we're on the range at seven thirty this morning. Yep. Yes, we were. So we got to do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow's supposed to be better wind day, and it should be it should be twelve to eight tomorrow. Which half? Yeah. Half. Half. Yeah, you guys should be hitting everything all day long. No they, problem. They, well, this morning when we had that eight or so, everybody was yeah, nailing. Everybody, everybody, everybody went through no yeah. problem. Yeah, with eight, it was not a problem. Eight was no drama at all. But I want to thank you guys for even just coming to the class and participating. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for talking to people about what, what your experience was. I mean, we had two scopes go down. I replaced that. We borrowed some suppressors. I had the, 
Well, the march. My my march got used. Hey hey hey, Aussie guys, I used the march. Um, mill dot. Mill dot. <laughs> no, it's not. It's got the MP8 or whatever that reticle is, M- they call it. MP gay. Yeah, MP gay, for sure. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Oh, what a lovely tea party. That was the word yesterday. Whenever, what, what did I do? Um, when the guy shot the group, you had to stand up and say, oh, what a lovely tea party. I think I was the only one who did it. You were, you did you did you got off the San Francisco. I'm from San Francisco. I don't care. Yeah, so what a lovely tea party. I'm not gay, but I watch. <laughs> so we're wrapping up day of trade <laughs> trading two. Obviously, everybody's a little slap happy. Uh, we're having a good time at this. Yeah, sport. this has been fun, and, man. And what we're trying to do with this podcast is actually get other people's opinion about what's going on, why they why they're taking this course. If you're sitting on the fence, if you're you know, deciding if you're trying to make that decision, you know, be self-taught or if you want to get an actual education and understand the tools of the trade, then come see us. But we're getting everybody together and, and giving you that information. I don't know where else you would get this information. I don't know who else is doing something like this, to be honest with you, where they're you know confident enough that you guys can talk to the people. And we're talking to everybody across the world. You guys should see these statistics and numbers. It's ridiculous. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for for stepping up and and saying something like giving your feedback, because everybody who's listening is going to take this back and they're going to go, huh, I didn't think about it like that until you said it, till you said it, till you said it. And, and oh, go ahead. Uh, I was on a roll. You interrupted yeah, me. Yeah, I did. I hit I totally... a speed bump. Um, but Good job, they're going to they're going to take all that stuff <laughs> and they're going to put it together into their own little melting pot of their world. And maybe they're already advanced shooters out there. And they just forgot about the fundamentals. They forgot about the basics or they go, I remember what it was like to be like that. The next range day that I have, I'm going to make it count. Yeah. And just so people go, I mean, in for these guys in my motivation, I'm doing the class. This is the first real class I've done on this range. I've done private instruction, which is completely different. But this is the first time I've had students on the line at the – in the minute I'm doing this stuff, I'm going, I got to fix this. I got to change this. I'm going to do this different. So I'm constantly adjusting. You know, even when we were talking about with the TV, the way the sun was with the PowerPoint in the tent, it was it was a big white box and it, and it blurred something. I'm like, okay, I need a TV there instead of a PowerPoint. So my projector's not this. Boom, let's do this. Let's fix this. Let's adjust this. And so that's my mindset is that I'm, I already have a mental notebook of, 10 things I'm fixing for May's class. So you guys coming to May, you're going to benefit from these guys being the first class. And for that, I appreciate it. We've actually had guys that looked at the the weather and transferred to a different month because it was originally supposed to snow this weekend and it's going to snow Monday. It snowed last weekend, you know, so we're getting that spring snowstorm out here. We got spring winds on the front range, you know, craziness. We've been talking about it with the competitions at Pawnee and laughing our butts off that we're getting our butts kicked. There are other Mike Wynn in there, but we're, we're getting our butts kicked in the wind on these local competitions. And we have these exact same wins for this class. Yep. And we're, we're making it work and we're showing people, hey, the, the, you know, wind is the great equalizer. Wind is everything. When we talk WTF. Wind is number one because wind is the game, and these guys all get to see. Yeah, it doesn't that. matter what kind of group you shoot at a hundred yards if you can't call wind. Yeah. Period. Yeah, you could be the best group shooter all day, sitting there on your bench shooting a hundred yards, blah blah blah, pounding them in. 
But if you can't go out there and call the wind, it don't matter, man. One whole group doesn't work at a thousand yards in an 18 mile an hour wind. You're not going to have it happen, you know, because that's, that's the thing that you have to fix. So if you want to learn how to do that, you want to come out and shoot in the wind, we're happy to do it, man. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's High. You're listening to the Everyday Sniper. Cheers. Peace.